Author's Playhouse. Now listen, Clayton, old chap. Do you expect us to believe that you actually met a ghost in the club last night? That's correct. Not only did I meet the blighter, but I got him out of no end of a gem. You mean that the ghost was in trouble and that you helped him? Of course. You see, this young ghost had come to haunt the club. Then he forgot how to make himself disappear. Vanish. No end of a pickle for a ghost, I can tell you. Who was this ghost found by Clayton in the Mermaid Club? How did he get into such trouble? <laughs> well... For the answers, we take you back to a room in the London Club, where Author's Playhouse presents tonight a story by H.G. Wells, the mysterious, hilarious, madcap tale of The Inexperienced Ghost. The scene in which John Clayton told us his last story comes back very vividly to my mind. Sanderson and I had come down to London that morning, seeking to join our old friend Clayton for a pleasant weekend at the Mermaid Club. Clayton had arrived a day earlier and spent the night at the club, which indeed gave him the opening of his story. We had dined and were in that mood of tranquil kindliness when men will suffer a story. When Clayton began to tell one, we naturally supposed he was lying. It may be that indeed he was lying, but that's not for me to judge. This I know, and Sanderson can vouch for it too that the incredulous story began when Clayton rose from his seat by the open fire, stretched himself comfortably, and called to me. I say, you know that I spent the night here alone, don't you, Evans? Mm, of course, old chap. We're sorry we couldn't get here sooner. Sanders and I had the dickens of a time getting down to London even this late in the season. I wish you had been here, though, because... Well, last night, I caught a ghost. You caught a what? A ghost. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. Superb. Where is it? Well, Sanderson, uh, this wasn't exactly a regular ghost, you understand. As a matter of fact, I don't think this ghost will ever come back again. You mean to tell us that you caught a ghost in the club, Clayton? Precisely. And you didn't keep it? Uh, I didn't have the heart. (laughs) I know. I know what you're thinking. But the fact is, it really was a ghost. And I'm as sure of that as I'm talking to you both now. (laughs) I'm not joking. I mean what I say. I say, old chap, you do look serious. Uh, Suppose you tell us about it. I will. But please close the door first, Evans. We don't want to upset eavesdroppers with rumors of a ghost. Very good, Clayton. Uh, But things like ghosts, why, they just don't come around in the best London clubs, old man. Here in the Mermaid Club of all places. It's the strangest thing that ever happened in my whole life. Well, you know, I never believed in ghosts or anything of that sort before, ever. Then before you know it, I bag one in a corner, and the whole business is in my hands. You mean you talk to it? For the space, probably, of an hour. Rather chatty? The poor devil was in trouble. Really? Oh, I say, what sport? Not at all. As a matter of fact, he turned out to be a very weak character. I felt quite sorry for him at first. You know, I found that a ghost doesn't change much from what he was in real life. His uh, character doesn't, that is. It's obvious to me now that most haunting ghosts must have a great strength and fixity of purpose. In order to haunt, a ghost must be a veritable monomaniac and as obstinate as a mule. Otherwise, he'd never come back again and again, would he? 
This poor creature wasn't. Oh, he wasn't? No. I say in all kindliness, but that is the plain truth of the case. Even at the first glance, he struck me as weak. Where did you see this, this uh, ghost? I came upon him in the long passage upstairs. His back was towards me, and uh, I saw him first. Right off, I knew him for a ghost. He was transparent and whitish-looking. I could see right through his chest the little window at the end of the corridor. Suddenly, the window blew open. And the night wind came streaming in to flap the curtains furiously into his translucent body. He jumped back as though the sudden gust had frightened him. One hand sought the panelling of the wall, as though for support. The other fluttered to his mouth. He was lean, with scrubby hair, thin neck, bad shoulders, baggy trousers, an altogether pitiful sight. Then I started up the staircase, as quietly as I could. Even so, my steps appeared to ring out in the silence of the empty club. As I walked toward him, he started to turn around. I stopped dead at the sight, taking him in. I wasn't a bit afraid. I was surprised and interested. Then he turned on me sharply. I saw the face of an immature young man, a weak nose and feeble chin. We stood for an instant, facing each other. Then he seemed to shiver with fear and almost turned to run. As I looked at him rather curiously, he appeared to gather his nerves together, as though remembering his uh, high calling as a ghost. Uh, drew himself up, projected his face, raised his arms, and spread them in the uh, approved ghost fashion, and came towards me, his little jaw dropping. <laughs> it sounded ridiculous, almost funny. Being alone in the mermaid club, I had had four or five whiskies for company, and I was as solid as a rock, and no more frightened then if I'd been assailed by a frog. Seeing that I was holding my ground, he tried again. Boo! Boo! Boo yourself. I'm a ghost. Go away. Boo. Nonsense. Stop and nonsense. You don't belong to this place. What are you doing here? I'm halting. Be frightened and run away. Oh, cut it out. Your feeble gasp is really annoying. Are you a member of the Mermaid Club? No, sir, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a ghost, you know. Yes, yeah, so you told me. Well, that doesn't give you the run of the place. Is there anyone you want to see or anything of that sort? No, sir. And what are you doing here? I, um, I, uh... You ask me, you look like the ghost of a silly, awkward, aimless young man. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm haunting. Well, you haven't any business to. Not in the club. You've already admitted you aren't a member. But I'm a ghost. A real ghost. That may well be. But this is a respectable private club in London. You can't stroll about the halls in a careless way like this. Why, you could easily scare the members out of their wits. I suppose you didn't think of that, did you? No, sir, I didn't. Well, you should have. Um, you, uh, you haven't any claim on this place, have you? No, sir. I mean, uh, um... You weren't murdered here or anything of that sort? No, sir. I only thought being that this place is old and open. That is no excuse. You're coming here as a mistake. If I were you, I'd vanish immediately. <coughs> well, the fact is, sir... I'd vanish and immediately. That's the point. I can't. You can't? No, sir. That's something I've forgotten. I've been hanging around here since midnight last night, hiding in the cupboards of the empty bedrooms and things like that. I'm flurried. I've never gone haunting before, and 
It seems to put me out. Put you out? Yes, sir. I've tried several times and it doesn't seem to come off. I wave my arms about in the right manner, I think. But one of the movements must have slipped my mind. I just can't make myself vanish. What's that you say? I... I... Well, now, brace up, old chap. It can't be as bad as all that. Here, let me take your arm. <laughs> My hand went right through you. <laughs> Wake up the servants downstairs. Uh, now, gather yourself together and follow me into my room. Uh, we'll talk this matter over. All right, but it won't help. I just can't disappear. <laughs> Tell us, Clayton, that you brought your ghost into this very room? Naturally. He looked at me in such an abject way that I felt compelled, uh, against my better judgment, to help him out. After all, it wouldn't have been sporting to have left him to the servants. You were in the spot, weren't you, old man? That isn't the half of it. Trying to maneuver what appeared to be a puff of smoke down the corridor and up here isn't easy. I'm afraid that at times I almost lost my composure. Anyhow, I remember going into several bedrooms... Uh, it was lucky I was the only person in this wing that I finally uh, found my traps and uh, knew that we were on home ground. After we were comfortably settled in my room, uh, my ghostly friend refused to sit down. Instead, he preferred to flit up and down the room. In a little while, we were deep in a long and serious talk. He explained that one had to make a series of passes and complicated gestures with the hands. And that's how he had materialized and come in, and that's how he must get out. It was a weird conversation but I could see the gleam of the copper candlestick through him, the light on the brass fender, and the corners of the framed engravings on the wall. Although he didn't possess a particularly honest face, I could see that he was telling me the truth. Then he started to moan. Oh, oh, I, I just know I'll never get back. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I'll never get back. You get back to where? Where I came from, I... I can't tell you anymore. You mean you can't tell me what it's like uh, over there? Oh, no. It's against the regulations. Hmm. It does seem to me that you've got yourself into a very awkward position, old boy. I'm really a dismal failure. A dismal, dismal failure. Have been all my life, really. Do you know, I've always failed in everything. I couldn't win in games or pass examinations at school or, or anything. What uh, were you uh, back in my world? I was a senior English master in a London private school. How did you... Uh... Become a ghost? <clears throat> well, I... Uh, uh, I went down into the basement one night with a candle to look for leakage of gas. Married? Uh, only engaged. The gas incident blew that up, too. And I'm miserable now. They stuck me in with a group of very young ghosts. Well, the children, you know, and all they think about is going haunting and things like that. They seem to think haunting is a tremendous adventure. And uh, tonight was your first time? Yes. And you saw how well I made out. They told me it would be a wonderful lark. Some lark. Just another dismal failure to add to my record. Nothing else. Now, don't brood on these things too much. The thing you've got to do is uh, get out of this. Uh, get out of this sharp. 
You're the first one who's ever been kind to me. All right, now, all right. For the love of Pete, don't bawl. Your being a ghost is bad enough. I don't think I could stand a weeping ghost. Can't you help me? Well, I'll try. Now, you've got to put yourself together. Uh, concentrate on vanishing. Uh, oh, it's no good. It won't work. You say you have to make uh, certain passes with your hands? That's right. But I've forgotten. No more of that sort of talk. Now, you try. Try. Yes, sir. I'll try. One. Two. Three. Oh, no, that's not right. Try again. Harder. One. Two. Three, four. Oh, I just can't disappear, sir. Well, fellows, as you can understand, it was quite a situation. Now, hold on a minute, Clayton. What exactly did you want your ghost to try? Well, uh, passes, of course. Passes? Uh, what do you mean, passes? A complicated series of gestures and passes with the hands. That's how he'd come in, and that's how he had to get out. Lord, what a time I had. My dear Clayton, how could any series of passes I ever... I tell you, Evans, I don't know how. All I know is that you do passes, and he did at least. Uh, did you uh, observe them? Oh, yes, I certainly did. There we were. I and this vague ghost. Not a sound except our voices and the faint panting he made when he swung his arms. There was the bedroom candle, sometimes flaring up into a tall, lean, astonished flame for a space. I can't. I can't. I never shall be able to. Now pull yourself together, will you? I can't do it. And so, in order to encourage him, I began to help him. You began to help the ghost? Yes, that's right. Help him with what? Why, the uh, passes, of course. Hmm, that is interesting. You mean to say this ghost of yours actually gave away... Yes, Sanderson. He did his level best to give away the whole confounded barrier between this world and the next. But he couldn't have. You would have gone there, too. Uh, we'll come to that later, Evans. Uh, let Clayton continue. Uh, well, um, our ghost tried and tried. And he despaired. It looked hopeless. And then suddenly he got up abruptly from his chair. Look. You've seen all the passes. I do something wrong somewhere. Suppose you go through the whole performance so I can watch you. What good would that do? Well, I believe that if I could see it, I could spot at once what's wrong. All right. I'll do it if you think it'll work. Now, um, how did you start again? With the left hand. Like this. Oh, yes, I remember now. Uh, like this? Yes. Yes, that's it. All right, I'll try it. Uh, one, two, that's it. Three, uh, just continue. Four, like that. Yes, yes, that's right. Five. Oh no, 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 no! Bring the palm up and over. Six. That's better. Uh, now with the right hand. Seven. That's right. Good, fine, excellent. Now I know. Uh, know what? I know. But, but I can't do it if you look at me. I really can't. Oh, come now. After all, didn't I... I think that's what it's been all along. I'm such a nervous fellow that your presence puts me out. Will you please leave the room? Now, wait a minute. 
Don't you think it's only fair that I see how it's being done? But I can't do it if you're here. Well, you've got to try, that's all. I'm not leaving. Oh, this isn't fair at all. Please leave the room. I definitely will not. Oh, please don't be stubborn. Can't you understand? I cannot do it if you look at me. Well, um, suppose I turn my back to you. I want you to leave the room. I will not. That's final. You'll turn your back? Yes. Well, all right. You can do that. Is uh, this all right? No, no, no. Turn a little further. That's better. Now, I'll start again, and this time I know it will work. One, two... Naturally, I wanted to see, but he was so obstinate... So when I turned, I made very sure that I was facing the wardrobe mirror. Four. He started off the same way. I followed his actions through the looking glass. Five. Around with his arms and his hands. Six. Then with a rush that came the last gesture of all, you stand erect and open your arms. And thus he stood. And then... Seven. And then he didn't. He wasn't. I wheeled around from the looking glass. There was nothing. I was alone with the flaring candles and a staggering mind. What had happened? Had anything happened? Had I been dreaming? And then I stood there, grave and sober as a judge, feeling confoundedly queer. And that's all that happened. And I suppose you went right to bed then? Of course. What else was there to do? Uh, <clears throat> Clayton, uh, I have a few questions. Yes? You say you saw the ghost do those passes? I did. Do you uh, remember them? Yes, I'm sure I do. Could you do them yourself, alone? I'm quite sure I could. Why don't you do them now and show us? Oh, what would be the use, Sanderson? The passes wouldn't work for him. Yes, but suppose they did. Suppose they did, Evans. I'm positive that I can do them. Well, then by all means, let's see them. I'd rather you didn't, Clayton. Why, Evans? Why? Well, I don't know. Only I wish he didn't. Oh, now, wait a minute. Do you mean you believe Clayton's story? Yes, Sanderson, I do. Thank you, Evans. I appreciate your intelligence. Oh, now, don't get mad, Clayton. You're too good a liar for us. Most of your yarn was all right. At least I can say that it was very amusing. I'm indeed happy that I was able to amuse you. <laughs> but uh, that disappearance, well, it was almost convincing. Come on, now. Suppose you just show us a few of the movements. If you wish. Now watch. One. Two. Mm, yes, not bad. Three. Uh -huh. Four. Not bad. Five. Yes, excellent. Six? Yes. Seven? Yes. Do you wish a further demonstration? That's really not bad at all. You really put things together in a most amazing fashion. But uh, there is one little detail out of the way. No, um, you mean the same gesture which our ghost friend couldn't get either? Is that it? Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, most of this business, and particularly how you invented it, I, I don't understand at all. But that last particular gesture... I do. What do you mean? There happens to be a series of gestures connected with a certain branch of esoteric masonry. Probably you know. Do I, Sanderson? Oh, of course you do. How else could you be able to do those passes? Uh, let, let me show you the one that's wrong. I don't think you should, Sanderson. Oh, come now. I, I don't see what harm I can do by telling him the proper twist. After all, if he knows, he knows. If he doesn't, he doesn't. That's all. I know nothing except what the poor ghost let out last night. Well, anyhow, here's the ending of that movement. Uh, watch me, will you? Four... Five. Now, do you see? Six. Oh, I get it. It's the left hand that goes... I see, I see. That's right, you've got it. And that means that I can now do the whole thing. And do it right. If I were to begin, then... Clayton, don't do oh, it. Oh, let him be, Evans. 
Matter is indestructible, you know that. You don't suppose for one moment, do you, that any amount of jiggery-pokery of this sort is going to snatch Clayton into the world of the shades, do you? Why, of course not. It's preposterous. Well, I'd leave it alone, that's what I say. There are many things which go on in this world which we don't understand. Somehow I believe his story. Sincerely believe it. I don't want to see him do it. Oh, pooh. As far as I'm concerned, Clayton, you can try till your arms drop off at the wrist. There's only one way out of this world for mortal man, and you're a good 30 years away from that. All right, Sanderson. Get me a good stiff scotch and soda and... By the beard of Ella, I'll do it. Are you uh, quite ready now, Clayton? Uh, don't do it, please. Listen to me for once. You don't know what you're dealing with. There are many things which we're not supposed to know. To tamper with them only means that you... You're right in believing me, Evans. But you don't have to worry about anything. Yes, Sanderson is all wrong. I did tell the truth, and I do know the passes. I shall do them, and I shall vanish. I shall get to the last gesture, and as it swishes through the air, presto, this half-rug will be vacant, this room will be blank amazement, and a respectably dressed gentleman of 40 will plump into the world of shame. <laughs> you won't succeed, Clayton. I certainly will. But, man, man, the whole thing is against all common sense. I decline I... to argue any further. Let me uh, finish this scotch and uh, then let the thing be tried. After all, I don't know whether a ghost can enjoy scotch or not. No, Clayton, no. Oh, please, Evans. Well, I'm ready to begin. One. I've got a stiff feeling right from... Two. The back of my skull down to the... Be quiet. Three. I don't like this at oh, all. Oh, shush. Four. Very good, Clayton. So far, your waving hands are very convincing. Five. Make him stop, Sanderson. My teeth are tingling. Six. Make him stop. There, there. He's coming to the last gesture now. Seven. He's... He's finished. There he is, standing with his arms wide open, looking quite impressive. And, as I told you, nothing happened. Oh, no? Then what am I doing, standing beside my own body? Uh, look, 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 his face. And he's going to fall. He, he's... Collapsing. Go, quick, catch him. Oh, uh, that's oh, just say, my body, you not know, oh, oh, Don't you see me? Yeah, yeah. Be careful, be careful. Don't you. jump him. Uh, look at his face. Ghastly, isn't it? Oh, it's changing. Look at it. Of course. I say, I do look rather queer, don't it, I? It's like a house when the lights go out. No expression at all. I'll open his vest and shirt so he can breathe. There, that does it. I guess the excitement was just a bit too much for him. Oh, bother that the canter's empty. I'll just go for some brandy. Oh, dear. Poor old Clayton. I knew you shouldn't have done it. Uh, listen, Evans, old man, I'm really all right. It's just a joke, you know. I wish Sanderson would hurry with that brandy. <laughs> I wish you could see this as I do, Evans. There you are, holding up my head and looking very sad, while I, or my ghost, sits comfortably across from you in his uh, this armchair. Oh, <laughs> it's very curious. I'm sure it's never been done before. Wake up, Clayton. Wake up, old man. You look as though you'd seen a ghost. Oh, seen one? I am one, you old fool. But just wait until I get back into my body. We'll certainly have a laugh on old Sanderson. Uh, Mr. Clayton, what are you doing here? What's that? It's me, the ghost. But you seem to be one, too. Why, hello. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to show my friends that I could make myself disappear as you did. Oh, sir. But you weren't supposed to watch me. Well, I did. In the mirror. Uh, but see here, after all the trouble I went to to help you disappear, you turn up again. Uh, what do you mean by that? Don't stand over there beside my body. Evans might look up and get the scare of his life. Please don't shout at me. 
He can't see either of us, you know. Quietly, come, Sanderson. Well, you certainly took your time. Well, I had to go all the way down to the servants' quarters. Now, here it is. Uh, hold them up, will you, while I pour some of this brandy? Here we are. Yeah, that will do it, I think. Yeah, there, there. He doesn't move. How about his heartbeat? Oh, normal, I should imagine. But I'll check it just to make sure. <laughs> I guess the little bedtime story that he told us. What's the matter, Sanderson? But, 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 but it can't be. It can't. What is it? This is something beyond human comprehension, Evan, but Clayton is dead. He's, he's dead. <laughs> How ridiculous. Oh, but it isn't, Mr. Clayton. Shh, listen. He has actually passed into the world of shades as only a mortal can, by dying. But, but, but that's outrageous. Why, why didn't he die? What caused his becoming a ghost? The passes, the incantation, or just sudden heart failure? That's not a matter for our judging. It's just one of those riddles that must remain unsolved. All that we know for certain is that the very instant he concluded those passes, Clayton fell before us, dead. No, listen, I'm coming back. I'm not really dead. Oh, but you are, Mr. Clayton. You really are, you know. Well, let us go downstairs and wake the servants, Sanderson. There's no more we can do. No, 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 no. wait. Don't go away. Look, Sanderson, heavens, I'm coming back. It won't do you any good to follow, sir. They can't see you. No. They can't. Listen, young fellow. You got me into this. Oh, don't look at me like that, sir. I, I couldn't help it. Oh, you couldn't. Wasn't it you who forgot how to vanish? Yes, but... And wasn't it you who brought your troubles to me? Yes, but, but, but don't look at me like that, Mr. Clayton. And wasn't it because I helped you to vanish that I got into this state? I'm sorry, but You're I... sorry. I like that. Listen, you can jolly well start finding a way to get me back into my body. That's impossible. It's never been done, you know. Uh, don't touch me, Mr. Clayton. Stay away from me. I'm a ghost. So am I. At present. But I'm not going to get you out of this club until you found a way to get me back into my body. Do you hear? But that means we may stay here in the club forever and ever. <laughs> You have heard H.G. Wells' story, The Inexperienced Ghost, adapted for Author's Playhouse by Guy DeVree and directed by Mr. Norman Felton. Mr. Herbert Butterfield played the part of Clayton, Mr. Wilms Herbert was heard as the ghost, Mr. Claire Baum as Sanderson, and Mr. Charles Eggleston as Evans. The music was arranged and played by Jack Lyon. Next week, same time, same station, Author's Playhouse will bring you a special adaptation of Robert Browning's The Pied Piper of Hamelin. is the National Broadcasting Company.